Hello, Mamie. How are you? I am wonderful. Keisha, how are you? I'm, you know what? I'm good. Despite everything that's going on, I feel amazing. I feel blessed. And I got to say, in your intro, I said that you continue to make history, Mamie. You are my first returner <laughs> for <Wow>. part two. <laughs> yes. Great. Part- I'm to be back. Thank you for inviting me back. No, listen, you know we had to have a part two. Like, you got you got some good views, and it was some topics that we didn't even get a chance to touch on. And I got to say, thank you for being a teacher for me. You know, um, first segment, I touched on my age, and I touched on my situation, which is I'm 40-plus and single. Single and dating, but still single. And I'm talking to someone who has lived both worlds you know but I really and truly get my knowledge from you when you can peel back the marital life and you keep it real with me and I believe you keep it real with the listeners as well I I, we have a lot of listeners that may be married may be thinking about marriage and you really and truly pull that cover off that I think a lot of married people don't discuss but they think it so I'm excited about tonight well I'm excited too <laughs> I'm excited I am ex- too so good I'm glad the uh, people enjoyed it I'm glad they enjoyed it yeah so okay you know I sent you a list of questions and you know we talk on a daily basis and like I said you continue to feed me knowledge so I'm just gonna jump straight in because it was certain things that we talked about which inspired a part two like once that first segment was over we still kept like knocking stuff down kept like like the we kept brainstorming like you know what there's got to be a part two because there's so many things that I want to add and I think that you can answer them so I'm ready so the first thing I want to know is um sometimes I'm going through social media and uh, I see that they have a lot of pages towards, you know, spouses being best friends and all that. And I'm wondering, do you believe that your mate should be a best friend? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, your partner, this is the person that you share the most intimate, immaculate uh decisions and 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 you're you're, this is the person you're most intimate with so how could it not be Mm -hmm. your 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 best friend now okay what I think people confuse and and I I guess I can start with maybe the ladies I think people confuse or women confuse um that their partner is their girlfriend like like how you and I talk, girl. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you about my shoes. Let me let me tell you about what outfit I'm putting on today. No, your 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 husband, man. Most men don't want to hear that. Yeah, it, I I don't think they do. And so, you can have a best friend, but they're not your girlfriend. Just like um, your your wife is not one of the one of the boys. But you know, you have those special people in your life that are your best friend as well, whether they are. Um, man or woman um but your intimate connection it should be with your best friend 
I and agree that's your with husband. That. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people make that the great debate because there's a whole nother side to that where somebody is like, they don't have to be my best friend. Like, you know, it's like, it, it's one of those things like, I just learned a lot from you in hearing that because it's, you know, on the other end, you do hear people say, look, that's, that's my man or whatever. That's my woman. However, best friend is made for a whole different kind of conversation. So what you did is you showed me, yeah, that can be your best friend, but leave that other kind of conversation. Like you said, the girl talk to your homegirls, you know? So mm-hmm. I get that. So I guess that kind of covers my second question is can a mate be a best friend? Uh, because sometimes I don't see that. Just from the outside looking in, sometimes I just see a marriage, but I don't see a friendship. And that's where people make the mistake. That's where people make the mistake because you should, in my personal opinion, I'm no doctor, I'm no love doctor, but (laughs) in my personal opinion, how could this not be your best friend? How could it not be? You, You share the same home, you make the same financial decisions, you're having humans together. Yeah. You don't have humans with your best girlfriend. You don't have little, you don't have babies. You don't, you don't do that. You don't make those financial decisions with um, what we would typically call our best friend, but you're, I, I don't see any other way. And, and, you know, that's all about keeping secrets too. Now there's some things that make, you know, as a girlfriend, you don't want to tell your husband. That's the truth. You just don't want to. And nine times out of 10, he don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does not care about, uh, Cynthia in accounting and what she said about your shoes or, or what, what she said. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. that a lot of people though, um, again, you know, are treating the marriages. Well, I, I know I heard you say this once. So like a business and sometimes yeah, from what I'm seeing in my age group now, I, I just got to keep it real. In my age group, when a woman is getting married, you know, it might be love, but it's about security. And it's like, look, you can be cool with me. You ain't got to be my best friend. And then just as long as, you know, the bills is taken care of, you do you and I do me. So it's like now I don't see a friendship because it's a business. It, it is it's definitely ran like a business, don't you think? Absolutely, and and I I was taught that marriage is a is a is a business, and the reason why, and and if we think about history, history tells us how marriage marriages evolved. It wasn't about love; it was about what how these families can be allies, how we can gain money and and stuff like that. Back in the day, that's what that was about. Marriage was about that. It wasn't about love. Love just kind of started, and it's a good thing. Because yeah. if entering into a marriage, it's all fine and good, but you have to what? You got to get a marriage license. You got to go down to the county. That's a document. That's yeah. business. And and you got to pay to get in it, and you got to pay to get out of it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you don't have to pay to get out of it. So, so either way, you're going to Either way, you're going to pay, right, friend? Yep. You stuck, right? <laughs> 
may as well ride it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with that. So yeah. third question, and uh, I think that this is such a good one because I'm going to tell you after I present this question, the type of person I am now, single Keisha, in marriage, is it easy to tell the difference between shutting down and shutting up? So here is my issue. I am a shut downer and I know that that's not healthy. Okay. So because I'm not too strong at confrontation, my silence is, is deadly pretty much like if if you have done something that I'm not comfortable with saying because I'm gonna hurt your feelings you'll know when I'm quiet but I know in marriage and again we touched on this and it was this was was awesome because we both agree what's the difference and can you tell when your spouse decides to either shut up and what I mean by that is if there's an argument and you two have a healthy disagreement and you say, okay, let me shut up because I see that this is going somewhere I don't want to. That's fine. But then you have the other one that shuts down, which means I'm going to be in the same room with you. I'm not going to say nothing. I might slam some stuff down and let you know I'm here. I might leave without saying goodbye. You know, don't touch me in the bedroom. Your toes better not even touch my ankle. To me, that's a shutdown. So can you tell the difference? And if so, what's your views on that? There's definitely a difference between shutting down and shutting up. So let's let's go with the easy one, shutting up. I think that's more just, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you right now. We're going to table this. We're going to come back to it. We're going to deal with it. We're both heated. We're going to go to our separate corners. That's kind of shutting up on both parts, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that is. Shutting down is no communication at all. That's 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 no communication at all, and that's where, um, and it and, and depending on the situation, I think, um, not my own personal experience, but experiences that I've I've known of, um, you typically see it's it's more of emotional abuse. Mm. Sometimes when people shut down like that where they they checked out. Sometimes it's emotional abuse, sometimes they just checked out the marriage. They just checked out of communication. So it can it that's kind of that's a slippery slope right there. That's slippery. Um, I would, yeah, I, I would think so too and I'm sorry to have cut you off with that. I I would think so too because the one thing that we did talk about and it was kind of like um an epiphany in a way where you was like, no, cause that's a, a form of abuse. And I was like, wow, I think so too. Like, you know, you're doing something to intentionally hurt somebody. Cause I know that's how I shut down. You know, like I'm gonna let you know, I am done with you, but I'm not verbal. So my action is to hurt you by not speaking to you because I usually get reactions that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> everybody know when Marquisha quiet, it's a problem. Cause I, I get it. I get you know, it. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't carry this into a relationship, though. Like, I damn sure can't carry it into a marriage. But I'm just trying to see what would, what, you know, now that I know the difference, how can that somehow 
my shutdown turned to a shut up. You know, like how how does a person do that if that's their language? You know, and and that's a part of the communication. So so for the listeners, I've been married twice, and I think my my learning my learning curve was definitely in the first marriage. So so. You know, I I can be very transparent. You know, the first time, you know, I'll shut a house down if you make me mad. I ain't cooking. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't cleaning. I ain't taking care of no kids. I'm about to go to run the DSW real quick. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm shutting the house down. You know, I'm shutting everything down. You ain't getting none. We we I'm done. I'm 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 not talking. You know, I've shut. I have shut a house down before. And that's the, that's the truth. But. <laughs> What I have learned is that that communication piece is all about fighting fair too. You know, being able to recognize what what hurts your partner when you're having an argument, and being able to fight fair. People don't fight fair. You sometimes you hit none the gun. That's why I don't like your mama and your sister and blah 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 blah. <laughs> people do that you know bringing up stuff that has nothing to do with this particular argument right at hand mm-hmm. so it boils down to the communication and the slippery slope could be when we're in that argument again sometimes we're hitting on nerves and we're hitting on insecurities of our partner hitting yeah. below the belt and which makes us shut down and then some people can't recover from that. Oh, yeah. They yeah. can't recover from the shutdown, whether they just can't, depending on what was going on, you know, they can't do it. But it's all about checking yourself, knowing knowing what pushes your buttons. Hey, hey, love, that hurt. Let's, let's table this and come back because you're hurting my feelings right now. <laughs> so it boils down to, like you said, communication. Because I do believe that is a love language, you know. So my way of loving is talking, but it's also a form of language when I stop. And I feel like you should know me well enough to say, okay, she quiet, so that must mean I pissed her off. But I need to communicate that. I, You know, going into a relationship even though that's my way and I feel like everybody like I said who hangs around me and who has been in a relationship with me know she quiet but I need to start verbalizing that I guess and saying no, I, agree. I disagree from that. okay so don't, I'm don't verbalize <laughs> let me I'm know I'm gonna tell you why because your partner can't read your mind right they know me well enough okay but your partner can't read your mind Mm-hmm. They, if you're, if you both of you guys are in the argument, you're offended about what he said, and he offended about what you said, and he's trying to tackle this too. Mm-hmm. And so when we're quiet, no one's communicating. No one, no one knows anything. No one is saying anything. But all I see is that you're not talking. Yeah. All I feel is that you're ignoring me. And that what I'm saying is not possibly could not be relevant. So mm-hmm. we can't just because someone knows us, your partner knows you, but it's, it's again back to communication. You have to verbalize what the issue is. You can't expect them to read your mind. See, I'm 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 sensing I'm I'm really sensing a part three 
because oh goodness <laughs> it's because this is a whole conversation within itself you got a few more questions but I'm stuck on this one only because it's, it's, it's the truth you know I won't debate that if you have woke me up with this the woke Cinderella you waking me up because you know I think when we are in relationships and let me drop the we and talk about myself when I'm in a relationship, I try not to be a difficult person, you know, whatever. That's not my personality. However, because I'm so laid back, I do go to that. He should know I'm pissed. He should know. He should know. And you you hit it on the head. He's not a mind reader, but at that moment, I want him to be. Like, okay, you know I'm not talking right, so... You gotta know I'm pissed if I'm not saying nothing and my regular routine is to, to say hi to you or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I guess in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get away at her because I'm not talking. Meanwhile, that man is nowhere thinking like, oh, she been quiet. I guess she just don't feel like talking, you know, because it's like you said, he can't read my mind. But I want him to. At that moment, mm-hmm. I want you to know I'm mad without me saying I'm mad. So, you know, I'm going to make my presence be absent from you and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I got to grow from up out of that. It's a learning lesson, you know, because, honey, that's my goal, too. I'm going to shut down. Like you said, I'm going to shut, shut it all down. I ain't talking to nobody. So, yep. I ain't even talking to myself in a car. I'm just quiet, like for real. I got steam coming out my ears. So what I get from that is just basically growing, knowing your partner. And uh, it, it's that level of respect too, don't you think? Yeah, I think, I think too, sometimes over-communication isn't bad. And when, when you when couples learn because it takes years it does it really takes years to learn how to fight fair like look okay so we having a disagreement let's say it's a disagreement in front of kids we we don't we don't want the kids to hear okay let's go to the basement we're gonna we're gonna spend 30 minutes on this subject you're gonna tell me how you feel what offended you and let's let's talk about this or we can come back tomorrow. See, I'm not one of those people that believe in don't go to bed angry. Guess what? Sometimes you need to go to bed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and pick it's this up tomorrow. That's right. Let's, let's pick this up that. tomorrow because we're not getting anywhere. Those those are those those things that, you know, just because your parents did it. Sometimes that's not that's not good because we're different people. We live in different times. There's so much else going on. And so, again, it's all about definitely coming up what works for you and your partner when there is an argument mm-hmm, like we mm-hmm. you know and and unconditional love will stop that because because you don't want to hurt your partner you don't want to yeah. hurt your partner they don't want to hurt you they we want to love and and do all that good cheerful stuff that we do mm-hmm. and we want to move past it we, we just want to move past it but you know what I've seen in some marriages and I don't disagree with that at all I do think um you touched on some things and like I said you know I'm always taking notes you related to not going to sleep angry but sometimes it's okay to do that because you know you got time to think and process and wake up and and challenge that in the morning and then you said you know some people do that because that's what their parents did but we're not our parents but I also think you know you got two people that's brought up 
two different ways. Mm-hmm. I do think you have some people in marriages that kind of hit below the belt because they want to hurt you because that's the way that they were taught. You know, play a little dirty because if I hurt you enough, you go submit or you're not going to do it again. Or It's some type of manipulation sometimes when people Absolutely. have that argument. You know? Absolutely. You hit the... That's exactly yeah. what it is. That's manipulation. Mm-hmm. But that's what I... Narcissistic behavior almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see that though. I see a lot of people plotting like you know what if they say this I'm gonna say this and I don't care you know because it's like a defense if you keep hitting me I'm gonna hurt you and at that moment you give zero F you know I'm trying not to curse even though I'm a cursor you know you give zero F because you want to hurt them and sometimes it is how you saw your parents get down and dirty or your favorite aunt. If you hung hanging out with your favorite aunt and you saw how she got down and dirty, it might be a learned behavior to hurt somebody to the point, look, I know we married, I love you, but this is my way of unconditional love. I'm, I'm going to say what I want because you know the famous line, that's just me, you know? Yeah, that's just me. I just, I, that's just what I, how I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that w- that would be hard to get married in, but some people that's that's their environment. You know, it's like we are products of our environment, mm-hmm. and when we try to take that on to marriage, it comes out like you know, my mother comes out of my mouth, and I and I ain't never think that. But when I'm telling somebody off, I'm saying all type of southern slang, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in, in Gary, Indiana, and I'm sitting up here talking about black meat, uh, make greasy, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, she's coming out of me because that's a learned behavior, but I also want to know what are the biggest myths about marriage that you heard? I've heard a bunch of them by me being single. I've heard a bunch. What have you heard? The biggest myths there are so many. I don't even know where where to start. Um, I think for women, and I'm just going to start with women because that's, that's who I am. I think sometimes women think that just because they have a baby, that that the baby's going to make the marriage better. Mm. It's going to bring us closer. And he's going to be a great father and great, you know, uh, husband after all of this, all this we've been through. We, you know, I just got to have this, you know, baby. Our makeup baby. We call it the makeup babies, right? That's that's mm-hmm. a myth. That's a myth right there. Um, I think for men, um, I think men feel that sometimes that yeah, I'm about her them bags, I'm about them them Louis Vuittons and them shoes, and and she ain't got to worry about nothing. That her being financially dependent on you is gonna keep her keep her bigger. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the myths that I see constantly with people, and you know, I just they just think that that just because you do all those things that you're going to keep your partner happy by that. And I think, and I also think the act of marriage, that just getting married, whatever mm-hmm. was going on 
before you can't the, the bottom line is you can't change a person just because you get you, you all get married so whatever was going on beforehand is gonna go on in the marriage anyway because you can't change them that's true so if they was an and, alcoholic and, before they're gonna be an alcoholic in the marriage you know yeah. if they didn't spend they spent all your money before they're gonna spend all your money in the marriage and that's the thing i think people do look at marriage as kind of like a uh the magic pill and you know the biggest the biggest thing that I've heard and um, I just wanted to come with you with this is a lot of men I would say and sometimes older women I've always heard that married women should not hang out with single women shouldn't have any single friends Ooh, and okay. that's always hurt my feelings you know because I'm like well look just because I'm on one end can't mean it I can't offer some advice. I can't be a lending ear. I'm not trying to convince you to do anything, but I think the single woman is not an example of a woman. You know, like, oh, why are you hanging with her? She's single, she ain't got a man. That, that's always hurt my feelings. But what do you think about that? I think, well, this is twofold, okay? One is based on experience. No, both of them is based on experience. So let me let me start by saying this. I think um, first marriage, I did, um, I had a, a friend, let's just say a friend that I normally didn't hang out with. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in places that I shouldn't have been in. Just been at the club at, at, at four o'clock. I just really shouldn't, because especially when you are newlyweds. Oh, however, okay. however, the wiser me understands that type of uh, don't hang around single uh, friends is rooted in insecurity. It's rooted in insecurity because just because this friend is single, they think, you you know, well, you hanging around this person that you're going to actually do the same thing. Sometimes mm. you do, sometimes you don't. But it is rooted in insecurity. Because oh. you, ah. you, you can have all your friends married and still out here in these streets Ooh. what difference does it make wait a minute <laughs> hold on put your phone down people put your phone because i i want to shout but i'm not even for certain on, if it's gonna on, hurt somebody's it. ears come on, let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you how happy i am to hear you say that you know because i'm i have been in situations where i have been the one talking the person out of. Correct. Like, come on. Don't do that. Now I'm here. I am with nothing to lose, and I'm telling you, you know, don't don't go there. Don't call it. Don't do this. Don't do that. However, homegirl dude did not like me. Not because I was mean. Not because I was rude. But because I was single. And I'm like, dude, if I was dirty, I'd blow this whole spot up. I'm trying to tell your your girl. No, you got somebody at home, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like when I hear those messages, and I hear the judgment. I love that you just said it. That is a form of insecurity because for whatever reason you think the single person is out there dropping it low, spreading wide mm-hmm. when they prop. You know, the single person is, is kind of, you know, looking at 
the married people and like, okay, well, look, maybe I can learn something from them, you know, because that's, that's how I do. Most of my friends are single, most of them. And when I tell you, I learn from them. They don't have to say anything. I'm an observer, you know, that's what I do anyway. So I learned from it. So it feels so good. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad I made your day on that one. It is definitely oh. insecurities. Men and women. Yeah. Men and women do. Women do it too. Just because he's hanging out with his boys, that means nothing. That means nothing. People are going to do whatever they want to do. And <laughs> that's that's, that's just it. It's nothing that you can do. Like, I mean, honestly, you can track the person. You can. It's nothing that you can do. If you out there, it's a decision of your own period point blank and uh, you can't blame somebody for their decisions you just can't but you know the single people get that we get burnt a lot like we take a lot of of that load it's it's crazy so i just had to sit and let that marinate for a moment like i'm i'm gonna try to figure out a way to put a sound effect of clapping hands on that part (laughs) because honey you just gave me life good so we almost 30 minutes into this podcast, so you know you know how we do. All right. Um, this is kind of like a funny question, but I would really like to know your opinion about this. Now that Cinderella is woke, air quote, by the Prince Charming, do you think she'd want to take her ass back to sleep? And yes, I said ass. Do you think Cinderella is, will wake up and be like, hey, this ain't for me, deuces? <laughs> what do you think Cinderella would do? Cinderella is out. <laughs> Cinderella is on a whole girl's trip. She out of here. Let's go, y'all. Leave them damn kids. Let's go. <laughs> she done gave that slipper back. Hey, look, take you, all you that. You keep all it. You keep all it. I got to pick up your clothes, your kids. I got to deal with your mama. No, no. <laughs> no, I had great mother in law. But. <laughs> Yeah, no, but once Cinderella wakes up and, and faces what reality is, then she knows, like, this, this people been lying to me. Why are you lying to me? This ain't what it is. And I think um, we we just have to get in a better a habit of actually teaching our young men and young women, again, how to date, how to be in relationships, how to communicate when it's difficult. And you won't be so surprised when you get in it. You'll actually have some tools in the tool belt to use. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I really would love to create a dialogue. And I know that I think me and you were talking about this. Just, you know, I love brainstorming with you on and off the podcast. I have these, as Oprah would say, aha moments. And there it really should. When I told you I listened to us talking, I said, Mamie, this feel like a master class. I wasn't playing because there's so many nuggets that if a person listens to it, not just as a distraction when they're driving home, but when they have a chance to listen, it's so many nuggets. And the one that keeps popping up that makes me be like, man, that's, that's the truth, is the learning how to date, teaching how to date. How do you do it? Because dating has changed. And so I don't know how to do it. You know, um, but I don't know 
I, I probably would need somebody to teach me because it's different. It's mm-hmm. different. I like I like dating in the nineties. Matter of fact, I like anything nineties. I think I like I like the culture, I like the music. Yeah. Bring the, the 90s back. Bring the nineties back, honey. Yeah. Bring the nineties <laughs> back because you know, I learned in the nineties and I and I hate when people still make this comparison, but I have to say this. I learned when I would watch a different world, you know, I would just get so lost in Whitley and Dwayne, they back and forth and and you know, it was just different things that I love. The music videos was about dating and, and walking up to the woman's job with some roses or you know, or whatever, surprising a man when he get home and it's just stuff laid out on the floor, whether it be roses or candles. Now, ooh, Mamie. It's something I totally got a, different now. Yeah, I got a 90s heart, but man, I gotta be a savage, like, I gotta, I'm a uh, Megan the Stallions, man. I gotta be savage like her. <laughs> right. This, this 90s heart can't, gotta be Megan the Stallion at this point. I gotta be a beast, a savage, any type of animal that, that's, you know, guarded and rough, you know, because it's like, what do you want? Right, because we you got know? women out here proposing to men. <laughs> that's Ooh, what we all not. Like, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> women, listen, I, I might catch something from this, but women women are the new men. Uh, quiet is kept, okay? Because uh, they like, look, baby, I got it all. Just move on in with me. Just don't worry about it. I got it all. Like, I mean, and I feel like, you know what? I've become less judgmental on that because I guess whatever floats your boat, but at the same token, um, I, I was raised differently. So it's like, you know, when I come up against these guys, maybe I always blame myself. Maybe I have lost the tools of dating because I'm not about to sit on this phone and have you talk about your penis all day. Y'all, I listen now. You know, okay. I ain't gonna judge. I ain't gonna judge that <laughs> penis. I'm not. Okay. We know this. But it's like, listen, where's the conversation? Where is the getting to know you? Where's the cute little innocent date where, you know, listen, I'm not um, big on materials. You know the type of society. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What's your spirit like? What's your soul like? We can go, and I say this all the time, a car date to me is dope. I don't care about them, especially now, honey. No, I don't need to be in them restaurants. But if we got some snacks and we can go to the beach and look at the stars, oh, please, I'm telling you what I was doing when I was nine years old. Like, that's intimate to me, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not catching that. So I say all that to say I would love to have a panel of people who can talk about the teaching of dating, you know, keeping it real. If you seeing other people, let me know. Yeah, I, I remember this story yes, I told you, you a while ago. That's that's the that's the breakdown. Dating What's that? Is you people are not required to tell you if they're dating other people because that's what it is. Okay. Okay. I take that. Dating is plural. Dating, you're dating more than one per- person. So it should be a given. Mm-hmm. Dating mm. is to say, hey, do I like you? Am I interested? 
just let me just get to know you that's where people mess up you start dating and then next thing you next thing you know y'all getting it on and you haven't you haven't Ooh. realized who this person is you don't even know he done took you on three days and now you want to have sex with him or her seriously you know i ain't gonna judge I'm that not, girl oh, no, no, no. Uh... no 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 i'm not <laughs> judging i am i am yeah. not judging but what what women do the mistake that we have made is that thinking because we're dating somebody that that other person should not be dating i've had sex with you you shouldn't mm-hmm. you shouldn't be talking to anybody no you're confusing that's dating true. and relationships that's true that, you're, that, you're confusing that men have point, it down right? packed when it comes to what comes to dating Man, I tell you, no, I'm, I'm dating other people. I'm, I'm doing this. They know. I hate to say it. They know how to date better than we do. They do. They do. And they do. The problem is, are you? And remember how they used to say, "Are you dating with a purpose? What's the purpose of you dating? You and you mm-hmm. are. You can't date the person that don't doesn't have the same purpose as you. Some people just want to date, kick, and have a good time. Then you're wasting your time if that's who you want. If you're trying to get married, yeah, you're wasting your time. So the purpose of dating, hey, you date, you fill them out, you take your time, and you're gonna, those conversations will come up. And if they don't come up, then you need to exit stage left. That's the flag. He's not talking about marriage. What's your take on marriage? Have you been married before? Especially, you know, women our age, over 40. So those things need to, and you know what, this also goes for the younger people too. What, what, what's the purpose of dating? What, what is your purpose? Why are you dating? Yeah. Or if you're dating to, you know, to get married, then you need to be dating someone with the same goals as you. Because then, right. because you, you, you waste a lot of time. Because then, because yeah, then by the time you, you, you keep dating, you keep dating and then you find out the D good. Now y'all won't leave. Well, I'm going to give him a chance <laughs> and I'm just going to stick around. He knocked my back out, girl. I can't, you know, that's the problem. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it 100. Everything you explain, that is considered dating now. It's not about really getting a chance to know each other. So I've been in the dating world for a minute, and I absolutely hate internet dating. I hate it with a passion. But I'm telling you, this is where I have found that some of these men, they just won't ask that they don't want to put that on there. They put a whole pretty profile. And when you get on the phone with them, they talking about something totally different. So it's like, I had, to, <laughs> I don't want to tell all my business, but there is this one funny story about this guy. And that's what I meant like originally, but you broke it down so perfectly where the, I asked this guy, was he, he dating? And I believe he said, no. I said, okay. Now this is where you have to listen to somebody. Mm-hmm. Cause technically he didn't lie to me. It's just that what I heard. So he said he wasn't dating. I said, okay, um, you got kids? He said, yeah, I got three boys and a girl. I said, oh, okay, three boys and a girl. Um, I said, you know, we got to talking about his kids. I said, well, wait a minute. What about your daughter? He said, I didn't say I had a daughter. I said, yeah, you said you had three boys and a girl. <laughs> he was like, yeah, my girl, my woman. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? <laughs> oh. So he wasn't dating. 
Now that she living with him, I'm like, you know, click. I just can't. You know. Oh, my oh God. you got him. Right. So now I got to be creative and how to act. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So there is this quote that I found. And, you know, this was early today. And I'm like, ah, oh, this got to go on the question. It said, find your equal, not your whole. I ain't talking about your booty hole. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Your whole. What do you think about this quote, Mamie? Find your equal, not your whole. Totally disagree. Totally disagree. Um, there's no need to find anyone. The only person you need to find is yourself. You are whole all by yourself. And once you start to resonate with that, what you're looking for will come. It will come. Now, why would you want to find your equal? Don't you want somebody that can teach you something along mm-hmm. the way? I know I do. You can teach them something. They can teach you, you know, they can teach you something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I disagree with that. I think you need to, when people are dating, they just really need to find themselves know who they are and after 40 you kind of know what what you like and what you don't like you should know who you are and if not take a step back before you get into this dating field and figure out who you are mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. be whole you want to be happy and whole and healthy going into relationships and that, that's that's important and I think that there are so many pieces of us left with who hurt us mm-hmm. that when we do meet somebody, we are like a big puzzle. And there's this part of us that's like, you know, we just throw those pieces at them like, hey, okay, if you want to be with me, you go have to fix it. And, you know, that's not the truth. It's, it's exactly what you said. I'm going to come to you whole. And... I want you to come to me wholly, all of that baggage, make sure that's resolved. And let's teach one another. Because if somebody knows the same stuff I know, then that, that's not good. I really want someone to teach me. I don't care what it is, as long as I can know it already. But I, it's still never too late to gain some form of knowledge. You know, so I. I I like that, Mamie. Mm-hmm. I like how you just put that together. So, 42 minutes in. I think we did around that time last time. You see how it get when we get to we, talking and laughing. And I, I feel just like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I swear. I swear it is. I know. I know. It's like, so, we talked about our musical goats last time. And, you know, at this point, everybody knows my saying. Music and poetry, I don't know who I am without it. And so I'm going to put a twist to it with this. And I would like to know who is your poetic goat? Well, I, I'm not as well versed as you. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I would say Maya Angelou. I, think, I remember seeing her speak um, at the Essence Festival. It was like in 2000. And I was like, wow, you know, awesome. But Nikki Giovanni. Oh. Okay, okay. Because you already know how I feel about her. Oh. Come on. And and ego tripping. Oh. 
I, I, mm-hmm. the first time I heard Ego Trippin' was in 1998. And okay. she wrote that in se- 1972. And it was her first um, trip to 